In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, how to secure Docker. Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you'll learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring how to secure Docker. Joining me today to, de- to help answer this question is Rory McCune, a managing consultant at NCC Group. Rory, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Tim. So let's let's uh, let's kind of define what is Docker. Yeah, it, it's actually a good one to try and define because there is quite a bit of confusion um, in the industry. I think about this. Some people will kind of look at it as kind of a lightweight VM, so kind of like virtual machines, but smaller. Uh, and that's where I started from when I was looking at it. And uh, but it's probably better to think about it as a way of packaging together your application uh, for deployment, so you can kind of have it all, all in one place and move it around quickly and spin it up in an isolated way, away from all the other parts of a system. So how, I guess how is it different than like a virtual machine? So yeah, it's different. With a virtual machine in the it. it when you have containers running on a single Docker host, all of them use the same Linux kernel. So everything is uh, is running against the same kernel on the same machine. You don't get your whole own operating system, which a virtual machine would have. Okay, so what, what got you interested in uh, security for Docker? So yeah, I got into security for Docker, it would have been about three years ago now, and I, I was doing a security review for a company and they handed me this architecture diagram and said to me, Rory, can you look into this and tell us what you think? And I looked at it, and where I would have thought I would have expected to see a virtual machine, there was this Docker thing. And I thought, I literally have never heard of that. You know, I've never come across it. Um, so I, I, I did what everyone would do, and I Googled it. Uh, and Google led me to their homepage, and their homepage said, under heavy development, not ready for production. And, and <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was an easy review. I, I kind of got an easy finding there. Um, but that got me interested in it because I was thinking, well, this is so compelling for people that, that they're going to like, go with it, even though it's so new and so fresh. Maybe there's something interesting here. And I, because I'd never heard of it, I started digging into it. And, try, and I got interested in, in, in how it all worked and what it did from there. So, so, I mean, how much time did you spend with like Docker security before you really felt like you had a good grasp on it? <sighs> I guess I spent a lot of time, um, probably like a lot of kind of weekends, just building it and going, what happens if I do this? And 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 then they've got one of the things I found actually the best thing is to go to their GitHub repository because it's all open source and you can see what's going on and looking at issues and like reading the issue and going, what's what's going wrong here? And then the developers would chime in and say, oh, it's like this or like that. And I still find I learn stuff by going to GitHub and just reading issues and saying, oh, okay, that, that that's not what I thought was going to happen or how I expected it to work. But then they've got a set of people who work there who are very kind of passionate about going out and talking about it. So watching their presentations from Docker World or or all the other Docker conferences, you can actually like get a lot of deep dive on like what's going on and how it all puts together. But it, it probably took me a couple of months before I felt I was getting anywhere, and I started blogging uh, about it with it as well. So are you seeing a lot more organizations starting to shift towards using Docker in their development? Yeah, I, I would say it's starting to come on uh, kind of like over the last year, there was kind of very early adopters. So you kind of saw your very kind of companies who were always at the vanguard of new things, maybe two years ago. And then now it's starting to head into even corporates. I've even started seeing it in government um, areas where we're getting queries saying, hey, we're rolling this new thing out and it's Docker, it's containers. And we're seeing banks with it as well. So it's now into what I've described as more traditional industries, which says to me, this is kind of established in here now. So, so has it moved out of the beta phase? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think when when I got uh, I got asked to do a, a piece of work and, and it was scoping something out and it was a, a, a British government service, a British government department looking at it. I thought at that point, if a government's looking at it, you can probably say <laughs> it's, it's, it's left the early adopter world and now it's okay. it's turned really into 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 kind of mainstream. Right, right. So why is it important to secure Docker? So I think yeah. So it's very important because essentially Docker is sitting there in this very privileged position between your applications, and it's essentially controlling how they are spun up, how they're managed, who can access them. So if anyone can compromise the Docker Docker instance itself, or they can break out of it, then obviously they're going to be able to like start wreaking havoc across your application estate. Very much like a kind of virtual machines where people learned that that, that VMware ESXi, you had to secure that that hypervisor. You have to do the same sort of thing with Docker and uh, and make sure that it's secured as well, because otherwise people will be kind of breaking out and doing all sorts of stuff. So what is um, I guess what are some of the benefits for for using Docker? But from a security perspective, I think it depends on where you're coming from, because people always can compare it to VMs and they say, you know, VMs or Docker, which is more secure. And I tend to say, well, from a straight security perspective, I'd probably still say VMs. But if you're looking at, at Docker and saying, well, instead of running my applications just like on a machine, like out five applications, I run them all in one server. Putting those into Docker containers makes a huge difference because you can isolate them and you can say this container can only see its own files and its own processes and its own view of the system. So if you kind of take that viewpoint, it's a lot better than running an app, like three applications all on the same server. It, it, it's you know it gives you a lot better, much more isolation. Okay. So and so what what is the biggest concern with Docker in terms of security? I guess the, the, well, there's a couple. The, the, there's the one that everyone kind of. The early articles, there were a lot of early articles about about containers and saying, well, this isn't secure. And they were all concerned about the fact that you could break out of the container. And in the early versions, there wasn't always great control on, on that. So it was kind of possible sometimes, depending on how it was configured. But they're getting a lot better on that. Now it's getting a lot harder to break out of. Um, probably where I think there's a, a, a different set of problems is the, the Docker uses this kind of application store metaphor. So it's got like its own app store. And um, you can go there and you can just download an application, right? So you can sort of say, I want a WordPress site. And you go to Docker Hub and you say, give me a WordPress site. And it does it all for you. But that kind of hides a lot of the complexity around patching and around maintenance and around exactly how was that application image built. So suddenly you could be downloading something you found actually that's not really very secure at all. And you've just acquired it and put it on your machine and start running it. So, so do you know if the Docker store is vetted at all? So it, there's two classes of image. Uh, there's base images that come from like the operating system vendors, so Debian, Ubuntu, people like that. They've got and they are vetted and they are done by the the owners. But on top of that, I think I looked the other day. There are four hundred ninety thousand different images on the Docker Hub. Uh, so yeah, there's a very small set of definitely validated, but then there's a huge number of ones that just aren't. They're just people have thought this is useful. I've got quite a few myself. This is useful. I'm going to put it on Docker Hub. Uh, and it's just up there, but it, it's really similar to all the like the programming languages when they've got their own like like library repositories. None of that's vetted either. It's all just people put things up and, and, and see how they get on. So, is there what can people do if they're trying to evaluate some of yeah. some of these wrapped Docker containers? I, I think what I would do is is um, if it was me and I was looking to do this into production, is generally with Docker Hub you can go and see like the recipe. There's a Docker what's called a Docker file, and it's basically just kind, of, kind of a bash script, and it's how the image is built. And what you can do is you can read that 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 file, and you can work out whether it works for you. And typically, what I would say is use all the ones you see on the Hub as an inspiration, but then make your own. 
So just like copy the, the text out of the Docker file and say, well, I'm going to build my own image, but I'm not going to use yours all the time because the person who wrote it might go back and change it. And then suddenly you're relying on an image that's not the way it used to be. Um, so it's much better to use those as an inspiration and write your own. So that, that's typically how I would recommend it was done. Okay. So who should be securing Docker? I guess anyone who uses it definitely should be, be thinking about it. Um, one of the things I got definitely from, from, from sort of digging through the Docker and how, how it was all set up, um, what I got from it was the guys doing the project, they've kind of focused on making it work for everyone. So making it, so the, the defaults are all around making it work as for as wide a possible community. So really, when you're running it, you have to think about your own use case and go, uh, maybe I want to be more constrained than that, maybe I want to have more security on that, or maybe I want to have less. But, but definitely any admins who are running it for their developers or any developers who are using it as, as the basis of their platform should be thinking about it and not just like, don't just accept the defaults out of the box and say, that's how it is, I'm just going to leave it the way it is. So, yeah, so I, I guess with developers, I mean, they're just trying to get it up and running. Yeah. So is it is it more just a security kind of reviewing it or giving them guidance on uh, securing it? I think, yeah, it depends on, I suppose, on who's responsible for running the hosts. It, it, where you've got um, sysadmins or DevOps people, then it's probably going to come down to them uh, to, to try and look through some of the guidance that's out there and actually say, right, okay, what hardening do I want to do before we get started on this? And that's definitely the right place to start it. Trying to retrofit your hardening afterwards can be quite painful because some of the security options will break things. They will, will change what works and what doesn't work. Um, but yeah, with the developers, maybe it's more around guidance and, and saying, here's some of the problems you might have uh, or things you might not realize uh, about Docker and how it works and things that, that might change how they want to do things. Yeah, it's starting to sound a lot like the security with development in, in general is is get in as far as early in the process. Yeah. So if they're designing and planning to use Docker, you want to be at those yeah. meetings. Absolutely. Uh, so, so how do you secure Docker then? So... There's a couple of different aspects of it. Um, the, 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 there's the base aspect. So all, all of what Docker does, all the kind of isolation stuff it does, it's really just Linux kernel things. So it's all just stuff that the Linux kernel can do. It's just Docker kind of hides all the complexity. So there's the aspect of you go through and look at um, all of those different there's things like um, namespaces and capabilities, which are all different hardening measures, and say, am I happy with the default or do I want to make it tighter than that? That's the first step. And then you look at the Docker daemon, which is the service that essentially manages all this for you, and, and look at the, look at how you want to secure that and what options you might want to change there. So it's the thing that essentially says who can do what on Docker. And then the last piece is your image security. So what we were talking before about, about making sure your images are, are good quality and up to date and, and you've, you're not getting bad software into those images. So there's kind of those three areas, I think, are the main ones. Is there one area that really gives you more bang for your buck than the others? Um, I guess one of the ones you can probably go wrong, most wrong with is Docker daemon configuration. So Docker, it's, it's when you get it, um, if you're getting to it locally, it's basically anyone who's got the rights to be in the Docker group on a Linux box is essentially able to run any Docker command, which means they're essentially root. And a lot of people don't realize that. So if you put someone in the Docker group, they're root. You must just basically accept that fact. Um, and so get, making sure you're in control of who can get access to that, who's got the rights to do that, is probably the most important thing. Because if you give like 100 people access to that, you're going to end up with, with, with all lots of potential sort of bad things happening to your host. Yeah, I, I, and this is where I kind of uh, got the idea to have you on, was you had a talk from B-Sides London where you talk about Docker, Docker security yeah. just in general. And the one thing that I remember from that, and you said if you remember one thing, remember this, is, is the namespaces and the yeah. user which is, like you said, where you can kind of break up the uh, privileges yeah. for, for the Docker container. 
Definitely, the, the user namespace thing is because this is kind of like because it's all one kernel. So if you're root inside a container, then you're root on the host. You can constrain that, you can tie it down, you can try and stop people breaking out. But ultimately, letting people be root on a Linux machine is quite a dangerous thing to do. And user namespaces gets away from that. It, it basically says, yes, you might be root inside the container, but you're not really root, and you're not really root outside the container at all. And that makes containers a lot less dangerous. Um, I, and actually, I had someone asking about this and saying, is it really necessary? And I said, well, if you can control exactly what images run and what users those images run as, then maybe not. Maybe you don't need user namespaces. But in reality, you're going to get stuff off Docker Hub. There's almost always runners root, so you might as well make sure you're doing it right and just put user namespace control on. Okay. So what resources are available for securing Docker? So there's actually quite a lot of good resources for, for Docker security, which is one of the things that's very good about the project is they put a lot of focus on security and, and making sure there's, there's, there's things to do. There's Docker Bench. And uh, Dockerbench is our project on GitHub, but it comes from Docker themselves. And that essentially is a, a Docker container that you run, and it, it audits your Docker install, and it says to you, here's all the things you could change. Here's all the security settings you could change. And that's based on a, on a, a guide from CIS. So there's a CIS security guide for Docker, uh, which is kept up to date. I've been helping out a bit with that as well. Uh, and we've got that up to date. So it's Docker 1.13 came out, I think, was it last week or a week before? And we had the CIS guide out within a week. So it's, it's nice and kept up to date. It's not one of these guides that kind of drifts. And, and they're definitely two good resources, the, the two ones I would point people at, you know, saying if you want to go and, and you know, work out to secure a Docker instance, those are a good place to start. So are, are, how are, how is security kind of as you've been been uh, watching Docker and securing it? Are you seeing security improve, or are you seeing it become more difficult? Like, how is the security going with Docker yeah. and more people using it? I, I think what I'd say about that is it, it, it's getting better and better and worse kind of at the same time. So better because a lot of the building blocks when they started doing Docker, there was a lot of plans to put security things in place. Like user namespaces didn't come along for about a year and a half. So it's like, you know, this this was, was like in plan, in plan, and eventually it landed because it was quite a complex thing to pull off. So, okay, so that's got better. And there's more of these kind of features and capabilities available. But at the same time, it's getting more complex. So there's a lot of extra complexity going in now. So there's things like Docker networks where you can have your own virtual networks that go across different hosts. And it's like an overlay network that goes, runs from one container to another container. And you, so you're starting to get this additional complexity in. And then people are talking about clustering. So there's a thing called Docker Swarm, which lets you cluster lots of hosts together to create big services. Again, that's a lot more complexity. There's a lot more stuff going in there. So you know, whilst the basics are getting more secure, you get this additional complexity. And complexity always makes things harder to get right. So are these kind of like the cutting edge type of stuff going on, like the beta? Or are you yeah. actually seeing this uh, become more of a big thing? So it started, it, it's 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 still earlier on. So there's a kind of competition thing going on in, in like clustering and orchestration between Docker and uh, Google, who got a product called Kubernetes, uh, and Mesos, which is another product in the arena. And all three of those are kind of like, still, it's not, that's not really a settled thing, but they are definitely in the kind of build-up phase. There's a lot of activity going on around those, and, and it's all about container clustering and container orchestration. But that's a lot of additional complexity over kind of your basic Docker install. Um, but but that, that's definitely, and they all use Docker at, the, at, at core, so, but it's still definitely kind of under development rapidly. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention that we haven't already discussed? Um, I think the, the only other thing I think I mentioned, I was thinking, I knew you were going to ask this question. Um, one thing to watch out for uh, uh, with Docker, that people think about it, is, is Docker, whilst it does all this great security stuff, it, it lets you turn everything off. 
So it's quite easy to disable Docker security, and it's very careful to watch out for things like there's a privileged switch. I always mention that one because it's, it's basically that switch just says, turn all the security off. Um, so I always say to people, if you're letting people run containers, be very careful they're not running with privilege because that will just turn all the security off and you'll be back to where you started. Okay, yeah. Yeah, privileged is a pretty, that sounds like a pretty big one. The, you said security switch and I'm going, who would put that in? I, yeah, this is it. I, I just looked at because sometimes you'll see it, you'll see like someone's guide and they'll be talking about how to do something in Docker and they'll say, oh, I've got this one little thing to do. Just add privileged in and it works. I'm like, yeah, it works because you turned off all the security. <laughs> That's not a great idea. So yeah, yeah. so whilst Whilst it's got some good stuff, it's also kind of like it's one of these things you have to keep a good eye on and, and, and think, how am I going to get this right? Not like just turn everything off. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure secure people are very familiar with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, the secure defaults are good, but but don't give people a search to turn it all off. <laughs> um, all right, what would you like to plug? I would like to plug, we've got a B-Sides conference coming up. Uh, I think everyone's got a B-Sides conference now, but we've got one in Scotland for the first time, uh, which is B-Sides Edinburgh. Uh, and, and we're on Twitter and, and, and website, so it's easy to find. And we're coming up in April. So we've got our call for papers is still open. So if anyone would like the opportunity to present in uh, the lovely historic city of Edinburgh, uh, we, we, with, with, there will definitely be whiskey involved, um, <laughs> then, then just just put a paper into our CFP. Is this, uh, is this a one-day conference? Yeah, we've got a, we've got a one day conference. Uh, it's going to be Friday the seventh of April, um, so that's it's just our first one. Uh, so we're kind of starting with a single day, and hopefully, it should be good times. Is, it, is there a uh, cost associated with that? Uh, no, it's free to attend. Uh, if you you just get there and uh, and it's free to attend, we've we've got that all sorted out. Um, and if anyone wants to do a talk, we've got a, a fancy speakers dinner the night before. So Ooh. say thank you. So yeah, so it's a nice restaurant with views of the castle. Well, I'm I'm a big supporter of B sides, and and so uh, I know how much work you've had to put in within the last year. It, it's yeah, we're still learning that. It's just we've we've been doing it now for about six months, and we're getting towards the date where it's becoming well, it's coming very close now. Um, so hopefully, it's all going to go well. Is this is this the first B sides in uh, Scotland? Yep, this is the first one. We we there's been London's been running for about six years now, uh, and then there's Manchester, and then Belfast started. So we were like everywhere else in the UK's got one. We've got to have one. So let's right. let's do it in Edinburgh. Well, awesome. Well, good luck with that. And uh, yes. if if you're in the area or want to have an excuse to go to Scotland, certainly go to B sides Edinburgh. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you for joining me to discuss how to secure Docker. Thanks very much. That will do it. Hopefully, you learned something. Feedback is welcome at timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at timothydblock. Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash E-I-S. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes. Have a good one.